Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Like all the videos. Listen to us on Apple, too, and Spotify. You know what? Listen several times. Like, just put it on in the background. That's okay. If you've already heard it again, do it on another platform. And as always, we talk judging MMA, so make sure you're brushed up on that scoring criteria. And it's great that you say that, Dan, because uh, listeners don't know this, but Dan and I are a part of the uh, MMA Media Fantasy Football League. And Dan had the interesting... uh, What did you say exactly in in the group chat, right? It was something to the effect of you didn't really know what was going oh, on with the, yeah that's kind of funny with the, what the scoring was i, I said and... you guys were talking about quarterbacks someone said quarterbacks are worth a lot and i couldn't tell if you were being facetious mm-hmm. i learned that word good job um so i said oh man i i didn't read the scoring uh scoring criteria maybe i should read that and then scott jumped on me i did i did and everyone in the chat appreciated it was <laughs> quite ironic it was it was you, you had to admit that <laughs> yeah. that was you kind of set yourself up for that yeah. one but uh yeah so so make sure you read not just the mma scoring criteria read your fantasy football league scoring criteria turns out it was standard scoring quarterbacks are not worth that much actually if, well if i'm not mistaken it's there's a uh, the super flex yeah which who gives a crap <laughs> i didn't yep. i didn't complete that word you didn't huh i didn't complete that oh, word. all right i just got the first two yeah. syllables uh-huh good job <laughs> good job um yeah it, all right well do what you want to do but i mean i know what i'm doing um you you and i actually have a fantasy football draft uh well it will be past tense when you guys are listening to this uh sunday in about 12 hours in about 12 hours You've been doing your uh, your research? Not at all. You're screwed. I haven't even looked at a sheet. You are screwed. Whatever. I'm going to wreck you. I've been studying all day. Yeah. I make my own rankings up. I go hardcore. Yeah, and then when you know Terrell Davis rears his head and you're done for the season on week one, you're going to be upset. Are we reaching back to the late 90s for this one? Yeah, we are. Wow. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Well, that'll be fun, or was fun. Was fun, yes. Mm. We'll go with that, past tense. Um, also, at least fun, I think, was PFL the other day. We you had and I were time. both there. I had a good time. We got to see each other. We did. You were floating around for a little bit, and then some people kicked you out of the Security the is awful at the theater. <laughs> as long as you can get in the building, you can sit wherever you want. You can, you can, you can sit wherever you want. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, that's about right. And I like that, actually. No, you should, yeah. So, I mean, I, keep that in mind next time you're... Saying you want to get a good seat, just get a seat and then go. Well, over. I did buy a good seat. Someone just must have just not wanted to go at all. I was okay. like, I got to get rid of this ticket. They pro- the face for it was like one fifty. Paid thirty bucks on StubHub for it. Mm-hmm. So can't beat that. Until I was very upset though when I walked in and I noticed my seat was directly behind the commentary <laughs> booth, where I expected Sean O'Connell to be standing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Credit to him, he did not stand at all during a fight. Well, that's good. So I'm very happy. Got to give credit where credit's due. You know, I, well, as you know, because there was a there was a period of time where, yeah, you know, like like I said, Dan was kind of floating around. I was in a media section off to the right, uh, the left hand side, excuse me. Um, if you're if you're facing toward the cage, I was on the left hand side. And at one point, uh, Don Davis, the oh goodness, he's the president or the CEO. I can't remember what or, or COO. He's one of the founders of PFL. Um. 
he was making rounds to some media people, and uh, he came over and uh, said hello. There was a, it was an introduction from a, a, pup, uh, a PR uh, person I work with, and uh, I had the thought because Dan is like within my eyesight as I'm talking to him, and I'm like, this would be the time Dan wants me to tell him about the problem with Sean, with Sean O'Connell standing up, <laughs> but it just wasn't the right time, sir. We could have, and it, it wasn't necessary because it wasn't. It wasn't necessary, but I was ready to have you know have PFL book an eleventh fight that night. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to happen. It didn't happen. Sean was actually I, so afterward. Me and some media people went to I guess the hotel where a lot of the fighters were staying at, as well as PFL people, um, and some other media people just down the block, and a lot of the people were just hanging out in the lobby. Sean happened to be in there. He like kind of was leaving as I was coming in. I think he went to get milkshakes or something and never came back. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, if, if he stuck around and I had talked to him, I was going to ask him what the deal is with that. Cause I'm curious. I'm curious why he is staying. I would have drank his milkshake. <laughs> like Daniel Plainview. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. Um, uh, but, but I mean, honestly, I thought the fights were overall pretty solid. Solid. Here or there. Uh, the, the main event, of course, was beyond reproach. Really fantastic. That was, that was fight of the year candidate. It is. So, it, and it's, I would say it's very easily PFL's greatest fight has anyone heard from clay coward is he walking i hope he's just not because he's giving it a rest but i'm sure he's fine i i imagine he spent a few days horizontal i'm just glad he doesn't have like compartments and anytime somebody eats a lot of leg kicks and they're in trouble you're you just don't want them to get like compartment syndrome because that's terrible the leg was disgusting it was it was it was i just feel bad for um the strategy employed by Shane Burgos, because it was a good strategy. It didn't quite get going. I think round two in particular just didn't go well enough for him to get it going, right? But all told, I thought that he had a really great five-round strategy, but for a three-round fight. He had a great strategy. He just had to add in not getting hit. That's kind of the thing Almost he always needs to add in and doesn't. Like 200 times he got punched in the face. Well, they both threw a lot of strikes, but you're right. He he got hit way too many times. He does tend to do that. Um, one hopes that the the time between now and the next time he comes back, he maybe gives that a little bit more thought on how we can kind of like protect the face a little bit, right? Um, but more importantly, at least for the grand scheme, I think it, it really underscored the fact that we need PFL to start actually doing five-round tournament fights. Not just the final, but in the semifinal as well. I want to talk about this at another portion okay. of our starters, and I'll, I'll I'll lump it in. Yeah, but I I was I agree, but I also agree for another portion. That I have a feeling I know what you mean, but yeah, we, um, but, but but just specific to PFL. Let's just specific say to P- specific yeah, I think well, I think PFL needs to do a lot of things. Sure, and they but, certainly do. They're they're they do some things right. They do a lot of things that they can work on. So we had real quick PFL crowd. We had some very knowledgeable fans in the in the in the crowd. Some very uh, not knowledgeable also, mm-hmm. but the knowledgeable ones in that Sadabu C versus, uh, uh, what's his first name? Leal? Carlos? Mm-hmm. Carlos Leal. Uh, that fight, that third round, terrible round of fighting, but it's a close round. And everyone in my section were like, well, that's really close. And, you know, Leal didn't do anything really, but he has all this, you know, cage crunch uh, position for the majority of the entire round. But when they were separated, C landed a couple of good strikes, but he only landed like three or four. Could go either way, and we saw it get split. Mm-hmm. So but, I, I, I kind of, I was kind of leading C from my seat. Okay, I and, didn't have a very good view at all, and to be honest, I was also doing other things, so I wasn't actually focused on scoring that particular. Really, I couldn't score any rounds. I really couldn't score any rounds. In fact, from the main event, 
that first the first three minutes or so, I looked away enough so much that I was because I was doing some writing that I actually came away from those first five minutes thinking, oh, maybe Shane Burgos won the round because he had success later in the round mm. when I was able to focus more. Mm. And that's obviously not true. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you're not hyper-focused, if you're not watching for five minutes, if you're not laser-focused, you can't really score a fight. You just can't do it. I might also bring a phone book with me next time. I don't... The person in front of me was tall. Oh. And I had to keep looking around him. <laughs> I was say, I don't know why you need that, but okay. Yeah. That's, so you know which plumber to call? A-A-A-A plumber? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an in-joke. We don't need it. But anything else for PFL? Before we get to uh PFL, I found it interesting that uh the amateur fight yeah, isn't, Wallace isn't, against, uh, isn't, Davis. isn't NISAC. Yes. I find it's that not. interesting. Okay, so so, so I, I have a little intel on that. I was talking with one of the officials uh backstage and they were explaining to me that in the in New York, because of the the sheer volume of amateur fights, mm-hmm. it's kind of just too much for the New York commission to handle. So they enlist uh, ISKA to handle amateur mm-hmm. officiating. Okay. I think it's across the board, if I, if I understand correctly. And in that fight, I want to say it's a very, very fine stoppage. No issue whatsoever with it? Yes, absolutely. That the, the crowd hated it, but the crowd doesn't understand amateur fights. And also, I think being at a professional show with one random amateur fight that is not made abundantly clear to the people in the arena... Mm-hmm. That can be very confusing. Yeah. So I can understand why they were like, this is this is an awful, awful stoppage. And look, was it too early? Yes. Is that what you're supposed to do in amateur? Yes. Both I, are true. Hey, three or four un- unanswered shots and went down. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're not having a war here at amateurs. Yeah, I was talking with um the, a, a little bit with Ed Davis, the guy who lost uh, that fight. And a little bit with uh, one of his cornermen, one, one of his good friends and training partners in that. And... He was saying that they come from a town, their graduating class was like 23. Wow. Yeah. Super hyper small place in Maine. Uh, Their gym used to be, uh, I think Marcus Davis used to own it, and uh, and Tim Bosch used to train out of there, but both of them have kind of moved on. I think think he said Marcus Davis now lives in in North Carolina or South Carolina now. The maniac. Tim Silk. Well, Tim Silk. No, because he was at Militich. I know he went to Militich, but did he, he was from, he's from Maine. Yeah. I don't know. Maine's a big place. Do they know Stephen King? I didn't ask if they know Stephen King. (laughs) But yes, obviously. Um, But yeah, so, you know, it sounds like probably training partners, better training partners could could help Mm. a situation like that. They they seem to think that they networked really well. They're thinking about maybe going to Thailand. So it's kind of cool that they got his opportunity and they were really brought in as kind of just another guy for Biagio to fight, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't brought in to win. No, I think think he looked fine. For all things considered, yeah. he's an amateur. I mean, we don't need to go deep into this, but yeah, you know, I wish them well. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I hope everything works out. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think probably we can move on. Though. I, I just I just want to say too that it was uh, it was great to to see some of the officials mm-hmm. that were were there, have a little conversations and that kind of thing, and catch up. I will leave the names out of it for projections, but it was uh, it was it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't get to go to too many events these days, so it's nice. Now about UFC. Mm-hmm. UFC was a little different this week. Just a tad. Little little Saturday morning UFC. I didn't get the chance to watch it in the morning because I had um fam- plans with the boys. Took them mm-hmm. out to uh, a Cub Scout thing. They went they went and searched for sea glass. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing when you were watching violence happen. Mm-hmm. 
You got up for the violence like super early because you're crazy. Well, I had a plan. Mm-hmm. The the new pup wakes up at four thirty. Oh, okay. To go out every morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed super early and I'll just start my day at four thirty with fights. Uh huh. So I mean, that makes sense. And it worked out. Did two hundred nine like like the fights? He uh, slept through most of them. He okay. he wakes up at four thirty, plays for about fifteen minutes, and he's like, "It's a bit too early to be up. I'm going back to bed." <laughs> but you're still up. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was how was it watching it uh, at the crack of dawn? I actually liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would I would like that almost all the time. Maybe start a little bit later, like seven seven a.m. prelims for, starts for the prelims. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be cool with that. I'd be all right with that. That kind of gets the day going. That would get me out of bed more often. I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll get up. <laughs> My kids can just go watch a TV show or something like that for themselves, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch the fights. It's great. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got no issue with it. I like it. Interesting. I kind of feel bad for the West Coast because they started at 2 a.m., so they had to stay up all night unless they went to bed like super early. Yeah, I don't know what they would do. So Hopefully they weren't crazy, and hopefully they did what I did, which is watch later sleep. <laughs> And watch later, and then you don't have to worry about the pacing of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, UFC's pacing is the best. <sighs> PFL is not. I don't... Yeah, PFL's not. UFC just, just churns them out one after the next until they get to the... Unless it's a pay-per-view card, then I think they kind of just... Then it's a little bit there, drawn out. There are some poorly paced UFC shows. 100%. I would argue that Bellator has the best pacing. But on the other hand, I don't think those guys even get entrance music. They're Bellator? Just, they're just waiting. On the outside of the ring, and like, oh, the fight's over, get in. And then the next two come out in the waiting position, like, oh, the fight's over, get in. Oh, on the prelims, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't say. It's been a while since I've been to a Bellator uh, event. They got to come back to the garden. I haven't been since pre pandemic, which feels like 35 years ago instead of four, but it, it, it it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> pandemic just elongated everything, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so like I said, I, I caught up. There were some fights I actually didn't get to watch. Yet, because I ran out of time before I had to work, and I said, you know what, I'll, I'll I watched all of her rounds, mm-hmm. I watched finishes, mm-hmm. and I want to sit down and the two main fights that I really want to sit down and watch. Well, tell me if they're worth it. I will definitely watch one of them anyway. I'm going to watch Aaron Blanchfield against Tyler Santos. You didn't watch that yet. Did not get to watch. Oh, it. that's great. So I'm going to need your your input. Okay, on when we get to that, that's like that's going to be you kind of carrying a lot of that. Um, but the other one that I wanted to watch. Although I know the scores, so I kind of wonder if it's worth it now. Is uh, Giga Chikadze against uh, Alex Caceres? That's an interesting one, especially um, because uh, the commentary is, is painting one narrative, and the fight is developing and the fight's in a, way. Li- a fight's a little bit different. Okay, and not not entirely, but it's not it's not as close as they're painting it out to be. Interesting. It's more. It's like it's very competitive, but it's not that close is it a is it an enjoyable fight yeah yeah yeah. okay i good. think yeah, that, you'll, you'll that's like all it. i want yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no then i'll then i'll definitely make time to watch it um so yeah those are the two i obviously watched max holloway's win um that fight was fun that was good fight. that was it was like equally sad to what i kind of thought it would be but also kind of uplifting and also a lot of fun well his send-off was great yes that was really fantastic and and Kudos to the UFC production team on that on that one. Um, I'm not the first to say this, but the fact that they just kind of let the moment breathe was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You just you didn't hear you didn't hear Fitz, you didn't hear Bisping, you didn't hear Felder. Nothing wrong with any of them, but just allowed the moment to be, and mm-hmm. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. They should do that more often. It doesn't just have to be when TKZ is retiring. There's <laughs> other times where we can just kind of watch. 
Not all the time. Can't overdo it. But I, I, I definitely appreciated that. But the question I would have off of that fight in particular is Max Holloway, he doesn't knock a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since he finished anyone in the distance. This was the first time he actually had like an emphatic finish as opposed to a, like a doctor's stoppage, right? Mm-hmm. In the last time it happened. Um, was this win due to his KO power or was it because of Korean zombies eroded chin? Oh, I think you got a combination there. Okay. But what's the, also a couple what's with the split? also with with Korean Zombie saying uh, "f it," I'm just I'm just going crazy and reckless here. See what happens. Yeah, and third, then third round, he's just like "hegger high water." We're going out. Yeah, we just and he went out. Um, face plant. I mean, kind of fitting fitting way to go out for the zombie. What was great was I I think he actually landed a strike while he was knocked out, and then he whiffed on the second one. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it was hard to tell on the on the replay. It kind of looked that way. It was just a big crack, a big right hand that, yeah. that sends him down. And then he hit the mat so hard. I want to say he got cut from the mat. Oh, I don't know. He had another. He had a cut like where his head would have hit the mat. I, you know, so I, I don't know. So I observed, when, remember when he went down and he was kind of like putting his head to the mat after he put the gloves down and everything mm-hmm. and he was looking down probably crying mm-hmm. a little bit. And then you look and it's like, oh, he's crying, but he's crying blood. It was coming <laughs> from his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a zombie. Yeah. Well, good on, good on him. Good career. Yeah. I, feel, I I do feel like at least a good chunk of that was Korean Zombie making that happen, though. I, I Max Holloway's power was showing a little bit, but also I, I really do think we haven't seen a lot of that because we haven't seen someone whose chin is as vulnerable as Korean Zombie's. And so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe mm. we'll see more of Max do yeah. this stuff. But usually he's uh pretty content to just throw a little bit of, you know, volume out there and... Yeah, and and once again, Max Holloway makes it really. When I say difficult. a bit, little bit, I mean like a whole heck of a lot of it, <laughs> <laughs> not a little. But yeah, you were saying. Yeah, I, once again, Max Holloway makes it super difficult to, for the featherweight division. Like, what do you do? Yeah, he, he just kills everybody but the champ. So I, okay. honestly, just he if he's if he's interested in doing it, I'm not going to tell someone go up and wait. You know. If he's interested in doing it, he really should consider doing that. Because <laughs> there's just no, no if, if that's what he wants to do, I would say do it. Because there's just nothing left for him to do. Yeah. What is he going to do? He could be like, you know in the movies where the one well, the one friend jumps in front of the other and goes, you want to get to him? You got to go through me first. Mm-hmm. Like for all Volkanovsky's potential opponents. That's kind of what he's been <laughs> doing. <laughs> Lately, they've just taken a stick with guys who we already beat because that way we at least we get some fresh people, you know, (laughs) like we could have had Calvin Cater at one point Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. Well, there's a lot of reasons that didn't happen. Unfortunately, Calvin Cater, you know, hopefully he recovers from the various last thing was the knee, right? He blew up the knee. Oh, he got hurt again. Was that I what it was? I didn't know he blew out his knee. Or was that last time? Oh, goodness. I'm losing track. Um, I just know he's been in some wars. Maybe I'm mistaken. I, I, I'm. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say misinformation out there, but you know, Calvin Cater at one point was so close, and then he just had a bunch of setbacks. This is kind of really the point I was making. Um, yeah, I. What's the point? Out Arnold Allen, another one that he knocked off, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another one that was like he was right there. It's like we lost him now. So well, the thing I, you know, he can Yair, get back on track. That's just one loss. Yair but. kind of kind of sidetracked, sidestepped it. He actually did get his fight. Yeah, he lost to he Max. Lost it yeah. But at least he got no. He lost to Max. Yeah. But he also got his his real his real title fight. Yeah. And he lost that. Mm-hmm. So at least he made it to the. Sure. He, he got around it somehow. <laughs> There's so. hope. You can lose to Max and still get a title shot. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know. I again, I I can't tell Max Holloway like you don't belong at featherweight anymore because you keep beating everybody, but not the champ. So you got to move up. But if that and he's talked about wanting to go to fifty five, maybe or at least being interested. In it. And I think the one just, when, when he did go up, he struggled, right? You lost to Dustin. Yeah, he lost to Dustin. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. What? There's a probably a billion other people he could beat. How how fun would him and Gaethje be? That would be fun. That would be a fun. fight. That would be a really fun fight. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna put Max and Hil- Ilya together, right? Uh, I mean, Ilya's probably next, so so he he actually avoids Max somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he took an alternate path, which <laughs> you know what? Good, good. Mm-hmm. It's okay with me. <laughs> Just we sometimes we need to let them go, and I, and I'm all about meritocracy, but it's like you can't do the you gotta get to him, you gotta go through me. It doesn't work. Mm. It's not fun. <laughs> It's just funny. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's what I would prefer, to be perfectly honest. But mm-hmm. as far as uh, Korean Zombie, this, you know, this is kind of like, it's almost like the last time we're going to be talking about him. But I, I hope not, because he's so special, right? He was mm-hmm. such a special fighter, uh, a really fun fighter. And I think he's representative of a time and a place in the sport that was a really fun and special time for a lot of fans. You and me, at least uh, I can speak for myself. I assume you, too represented the WEC and I think the spirit of the WEC in such a special way. There's still guys left from WEC, but I think Korean Zombie, even though he only had like one or two fights in WEC, I think he really exemplified like what made that company special is just the fact that it was like, you, they were fun fights. Mm-hmm. It's almost always fun. It was easy on the eyes because the blue, the blue, blue the, the blue, blue cage, cage. Was, was soft. It wasn't, you know, I like that. They should go back to the blue cage. I wish that they would do like like next time they go to Sacramento, they just do a blue cage. All right, that would be good. And WWE should go back to the blue steel cage. Oh, we're not going down that, that was, road. No, 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 no. Keep it. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about wrestling. I'm just saying that cage. The, the fence is so stupid. It, it, you, you ever run into a fence? It don't hurt. But that steel cage, you throw someone's head into it. You know that hurts. Like. Oh. Like you said, we won't talk about wrestling. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't get, me, don't get me down that road. But the question I would have for you, sir, about Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung, is he a top 10 action fighter in the UFC all time? I mean, off the top of my head, probably. Yeah, yeah. You don't have uh, to list You don't have to list I, 10 and I, figure I, I out what he is, but... He, he's, in, he's in the mix. I feel like he, he's in the mix. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Such an easy answer. I, I, I think he's... That's exactly why it gives it. Um, I feel like definitely he's a top ten action fighter of all time all right. in the in in the UFC at least. It, once you start opening it up and and it kind of gets more broad, it does get a little tougher to squeeze mm. everybody in, right? Because you got pride, um, and you got all these other places where we put on some exciting fights. But I, I think I think TKZ most definitely goes down and like that's let's say let's say that they opened a wing that was just like the, I like to say this the Hall of Violence. Okay. Rather than the Hall of Fame, just like the 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 part of the Hall of Fame, it doesn't matter if they were a great fighter. Were they fun? Mm. Were they consistently fun? That's where those guys go. That's where I think that Donald Cerrone really belonged. Right. I would put him there. I would put Korean Zombie there. I would put well, Robbie Lawler can go to the real Hall of Fame, but he would also qualify for that one. Okay. You know, that's the kind of guys that gotcha. I'm thinking of. You know, Gaethje. Gaethje. Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> Easily, yeah, I think so. All right, probably, probably Dustin Poirier too. But he, but realistically, he probably also could qualify for the Hall of Fame too. He's got the yeah. interim belt; it's not the yeah. same. But I, I think, I think he actually, he's, he has reached a l- different level than someone like a Donald Cerrone did. Okay, it's just a little, like a Dan Hooker, more, more like a Dan Hooker. Like what? 
more like a Dan Hooker probably in that violence. Oh, oh, as oh. Opposed to, I thought you meant... As opposed to Dustin. I was misspelling it. Anyway, um, we want to get to the rounds, of course. We don't have too many rounds, but one more thing. We're going to go back to Aaron Blanchfield here because I didn't get to watch. So I'm going to especially rely on you heavily mm-hmm. for this next question since I don't really have the ability to give a strong opinion. I know she beat Tyler Santos. It was a close fight, as I understand it, right? Competitive fight. Anyway. Round, round one, not so close. Easily scored for Santos. Round two, I thought it was very close. Could kind of go either way. It was it was Blanchfield kind of putting her against the fence and landing some shots, some knees, but also at distance, Santos had her mm-hmm. in that round. A very close round. I, I'm kind of shocked that it was uh, unanimous. And sometimes it's just the way yeah. those things shake. Uh, and then round three, uh, it was Blanchfield putting it on a somewhat tired Santos. Okay. So now this is when Nick, I wanted to talk about. Tyler, the tired Santos? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Um, she like this where Blanchfield she she mixed everything together ground clinch and striking at distance and she looked good pretty much everywhere. I think if you're looking for the next contender, you got to put these make these fights five rounds. Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, I think there were a lot of people who were surprised that this was not even the co-main event. It was yeah, which realistically should have been a main event somewhere. Yeah, it not been, this yeah. fight. It wouldn't have been this card, but she should. These two should have been for uh, a number one contender five round fight. Yeah, Easy. when you're when you're trying to find that next contender, put him in five rounds. Well, what what could you know? Blanchfield maybe finds a finish late. Maybe Santos rallies, but it seemed like Santos was fading. And uh, both both of these women have been in either title fights or main events. It's not like you can't do it. I, I know it's it's weird going from you know how many Marina Rodriguez main events have we had, and she's <laughs> not like an independent. No disrespect to her, I I actually like what she brings to the table, but she's not. As much of a fighter that you would think the UFC would be trying to promote mm-hmm. in a bigger spot than someone like, especially Blanchfield, who is the young up and comer. She has almost like a full year to become the youngest UFC champion ever. Yeah, this is th- these fights got to be five. Got to do it. You can, like you can't. I don't understand the okay. This fight's going to be five, but it's not for a number one contendership. And then your next fight's going to be not the main event, not even the co-main event, and we're just going to do three rounds versus a, you know a higher ranked opponent. It just doesn't make sense sometimes there's it sometimes feels like there's less thought put into this than you would think there should be and and you can't they, they can't be doing that the ufc must be thinking this through but who's the one sitting in that room saying nah we don't want to do that like this is the top this is a top five of uh, of a pretty stacked division it's a I good division i think so, this is i think this is the one that actually has the most talent in it one i probably I thought, yeah. I thought for a very long time we would get to the point that I think we are at right now, which is 125 pounds actually has more of the best women in the world than any of the other divisions. I always thought yeah. it would happen, and he, I think we're here. I don't know when we got here, but we are now. We're here for sure. Mm-hmm. So. so you got to do it. And she's She has the potential to be the next big thing for... for their, I don't know mm-hmm. if she's... She, I don't want to say she's going to reach like Ronda territory. That's just not the type of fighter she is. But I think she could definitely be a certain like face of the company type of thing for the women's division. If she gets to the top, she's still got to do that. But you would think that someone who's young and, and talented and probably has a long career ahead of her and is already putting the violence on people. You would think you'd want to market that. And they don't, I don't know. Get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Is Grasso fighting Shevchenko again next week? No, not next Maybe. week. It's, it's a uh, uh, UFC Noche. They're doing the, Oh, the Noche. UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Noche UFC. Thank yeah. you. I'm sorry. Um, that's September 16th. Okay, couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks away. Um, but this, this coming weekend is Manon Ferro against, uh, or Fior. Oh, God, I can, I can never get it right. Against Rose Namajunas. Fiora. 
and that's in Paris. And that kind of has the look of also a number one contender fight. But the question would be, is is Aaron Blanchfield next? Is she already next? Or should we wait to decide that till after this fight? I don't know. What do you, what do you want to do? Uh, I mean, I'd, give, I'd go Blanchfield gets the winner. I, I think don't I mind that. Too. But also, where does Rose fit in flyweight? Because, I mean, she's ranked two at strawweight. But if she beats Menel Ferro, yeah, Ferro's already she's two. already a two-time yeah. division champion. You know, I I don't think you'd look at it and say, well, Rose has to pay her dues. Like realistically, yeah. she's kind of a star. Like gotcha. you kind of put her in that fight probably sooner than as soon as you're able to. Um, but she also, I talked to Rose the other day. Um, we'll be having that interview coming out from the New York Post this week, and her and Valentina are good friends. They go back many years. There's a lot of respect between them. Um, it's not a fight that. I think they're necessarily looking forward to having, but it seems like Rose is at least open to the idea of them being professionals. And, and if it was for the right reason, they could have that fight, mm. you know, but I don't think she's calling her out or anything like that right now. You know what I mean? So here's, here's what's going to happen. I mean, if you, and if, also we still have to see if Alexa Grasso is going to hold on to yeah. the belt or not. That's if there's, there's so many undetermined things, if there's a finish next week for, that, for uh, Furo and, and yeah, if, if there's a finish, they'll probably get the first crack. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know if Fior would. You never know. Well, I mean, Blanchfield looked good. She did. But she also didn't finish. She, okay. And she looked bad in the first round. Not okay. bad, but she was. She definitely lost. Not as strong. So okay. Second round was close. I'm taking your word for it. Second round close. And third round is when she kind of started to take over. Okay. All right. Well, I guess yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll be able to talk about it again next week, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's get let's get over to the rounds though. We got like I said, we got to do six of them. The unanimity report, real quick. We're not going to talk about the PFL rounds tonight, but there were four of them. So we have unanimous uh, fourteen of eighteen times for the judges working in New York. That was a seventy-seven point eight percent clip, pretty solid. A an eight-nine split. There was also one uh, unanimous ten. We won't be able to talk about mm-hmm. that. But well, I we already kind of talked about one round. As we sort of did, right? Yeah, see, and then yeah. And then the ten eight, then that the 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 ten eight split. I mean, obviously you can go ten eight. There was plenty of damage that the one fighter was uh, completely outclassed. So in the grand scheme of things, so. the one fighter, huh? Yeah, I don't even know his name. <laughs> he was he was a Al Qahadi was the winner. I think it was Al Qatani. Al Qatani was yeah. the winner. He was a Saudi he, fighter. He looked fine. He looked mm-hmm. good. I'd heard good things coming he, into it. He so. put it on him, and I think he earned eights okay. uh, for those rounds. So solid. Did uh, the first round approach the seven? That was unanimous eight. Um, I didn't think I thought it was that well also I was you know 40 feet away probably probably further mm-hmm. from the cage uh, but I definitely it was one side I was like oh this is this is probably an eight mm-hmm. yeah gotcha um but yeah so that was PFL like I said we're not gonna really go into those rounds but at UFC Singapore it was 15 out of 21 unanimous for a 71.4 percent rate two of the rounds were eight nine splits so solid solid rate there too mm-hmm I think I think we had some pretty solid judging on the whole uh, this week in two different, uh, basically on one side of the globe and the other. Yeah, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Get to contest. I think there's rounds. a couple rounds I'm a little iffy on, but oh, we'll get to them. We're gonna talk about them right now. In fact, I don't know <laughs> if it's the rounds you talk about, but we'll, we're gonna start off with Max Holloway and Chance Junk. Round three knockout. We talked about that already, but rounds one and two are split. So let's let's get to it. What's in round one? Okay, so. I got a 10-9 Holloway. He landed the harder, more effective punches, I think, for sure. But Zombie definitely had his fair share of moments. Landed quite a bit. However, I do think it's pretty clear in Holloway's favor. At one point, he smashes Sung Jung, and the Zombie does this. He does 
the stanky leg and backs up almost the entire length of the cage. Very clear he got hurt there. I think the punches were, from Holloway were were very strong. The best of the round. I think the score should be 10-9 Holloway here. I was a little, actually, I was a little bit surprised this one was split. I am in no way surprised, actually. I go the other way, man. Well, I mean, I, I actually did score the same as you in the sense that I, but I also gave it to Max Holloway. 10-9. But this, I thought, was a very close round. I, I was not very firm uh, in the corner of Holloway. So I, I ultimately settled on, yeah, I think he probably landed a few more of the harder strikes in that round. But I think I think John gets some real good shots in here, and I, I don't I don't think it's a problem. I, I don't. I, I don't like it. I could also see how it's very easy for one of those strikes to maybe not be seen as well, and then that can flip it. Possibly, I mean, very easily because because there's big land. So if you don't see the shot that causes it, you can't necessarily score it. Yeah, you can't I mean, score it. I mean, the guy is clearly wobbled and he walks backwards eight steps. But why was like, it? Why is he wobbled? I don't know. Did he just get knocked off his equilibrium and get lightheaded? Low you blood never pressure. Know. It could have been <laughs> a headbutt. If you didn't identify the strike, you can't call it. I mean, you see the effect of it. That's not how it goes. Like, uh, I don't know. I that's, that's just not how it goes, though. I, I, I can't get behind it in this in this <laughs> sense. I can't, can't get behind your argument in this particular sense. Fair enough, but but like, either way, I mean, whether whether you can go behind that or not, I actually saw this as a close round. I really did. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very okay with this. Numbers are close, so numbers numbers will support you. Don't forget the number. But I didn't even see the number. I don't. Honest, I don't but. think it's. Uh, I think it's more close but clear no i i disagree i i'm i actually think it was just a close round well, i disagree more fair enough i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna keep disagreeing all right um but yeah so i agreed with you i agreed with judges david leatherby and clemens verner you and i disagreed you much more strongly than me uh disagree with ben cartledge um but yeah i i didn't think it was that bad we're not gonna i didn't keep say going it was bad i didn't say it was bad okay i just said it was close but clear close but clear gotcha i disagree yeah. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Round two. Yes. Um, Max drops him early, but, you know, he doesn't punch, and it almost cost him. Like, he didn't want to hit him again. He could have easily got the fight out of there right away. Like, he just stops punching, thinking it's going to get stopped, but it didn't get stopped. Zombie rallies. Um, but before that, he locks in a Darce joke. That zombie survives. I thought this was a pretty tight, pretty deep Darce looked like a good one. Um, that zombie's in for a decent amount of time, um, but he does survive, and Max gives it up. And he defended it well too. Yeah, they he get really did. they get back to the feet. Zombie lands some good punches of his own, but you know, Max continued to land well. I think Zombie earned his nine in this round, but Max just holds that lead from the beginning of the the round. So I'm ten nine Holloway. I'm ten nine too. I, I this is a round where you'd like to have that middle middle score. Yeah, you know. Because it's, it's very easily, to me, that middle score. But I don't quite get to the eight. Although I can I can see the justification. There's, there's okay. high yeah, levels yeah. of damage early. It's just, like like you said, I think he probably earns the nine. Um, Jung does. Max should have finished this in round two. I don't think this should have gotten to round three. Yeah. He just stops punching because he thinks it's going to get stopped. I guess he had like you know a little bit of heart for uh, for Zombie in that sense. Yeah. I don't know. Could it, I mean, from a veteran guy, typically you don't see that. Maybe maybe but, it was something else. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to the... Well, I guess we should probably say the splits, right? It was... Uh, you and I had the nine, like I said. Same as Judges Cartledge and Werner here. It was David Leatherby who had the lone eight. But yeah, I can see it. Round moving on. <laughs> Round moving on. 
Anthony Smith in the co-main event got the victory over Ryan Spann. Split decision, 29-28s all around. Came down to the third frame. I think round round two was was Smith and round one was Spann, right? If I remember, if I remember right. Do I have a round, um, round one was Smith. Round two was Spann. Okay. Yeah, wait, wait. Um, but yeah, so round three is, is where we have our deciding round. What's going on? It's a very close close round. Both guys are landing pretty good. Span to the head, Smith to with the leg kicks, uh, some good ones to the head. I think it's very close. Both guys are completely gassed. Uh, I, I just needed someone to go out there and put the stamp on it. Neither did. I think Span was a tad better. So I scored Span 10-9. I thought uh, Smith was a tad better. That's, that, so I went that way. Fine, I'm fine with that. What this fight isn't, or what this round isn't, is a robbery, as <laughs> it was posted. Now, people were talking about this as a robbery? People were talking about this fight as a robbery, one going as far as saying, I'm not even interested in the main event anymore. <laughs> at, at, at robberies like this. Like, it's just... Who it's, said this? I'll tell you off the air. All right. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I actually shared it with a couple of our colleagues. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, like, how, do, how are we seeing this fight as a robbery? Okay. You gotta be kidding me. Right. Um, anyway, I scored it for Span. You scored it for Smith. You were in the minority. You, yeah. you saw it the same as uh, Vito Palillo. Uh, European judge Mark Collette from the UK and Luke Hill, I believe, is an Aussie judge. I I, I meant to look that up and I didn't get the chance to, but I'm, I'm almost positive he's an Aussie judge or or maybe maybe Kiwi. It's from from that region of the world that's farther away from hmm. ours. Uh, and, uh, but I agreed with the the majority here uh, for Smith. They're so far that part. That's weird. That part of the world is so far west that it's actually east, and they're ahead of us. Yes, they are in time. Correct. That's that's weird how that works. Yes. Yeah. That's what. Just find that fascinating. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we can move on to the next round we have is round two of Sungwoo Choi's unanimous decision victory over Jarno Aaron's 29-28 twice and a 30-27. We're talking about round two. And this is, I don't normally put a round in, in kind of the order that we talk about these that really has no bearing on things when we could talk about some other stuff. I just thought this was an interesting round. Did you? It is interesting. This yeah. Is, this is an interesting round. Uh, because right off the, off the gate, uh, Aaron's lands an uppercut, dropping Choi with uh, following him right to the ground. And it, he he was like almost dead. That was like a hard It was a good dropping. Guy. Yeah, it was a good dropping. Yeah. But he doesn't really do much. He doesn't get the opportunity to do much when he gets on top. Yeah. And they stay there for a little while. And, you know, Choi is able to uh, work to defeat, and they continue to, you know, try to make it for a mat return or whatever, and Choi is able to land a throw and end up on top. Uh, and he does land a couple shots, some couple elbows. I didn't think it was enough to overtake the round, but I kind of, I see it. So, I mean, I think it's a close round. I got no issue either way, but I do have it for 10-9 errands. See, this one, I I think rounds like this are kind of more interesting than like, oh, it was a close round. You could kind of see it either way. It, it is a split, but it's like, it's close because we have a very high amount of damage caused in a very small amount of time from one guy. And then on the other side, we have a, a lesser degree of damage, but there's more of it, like mm-hmm. distinctly more of it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. In terms of the volume. The fight we just talked about, it's not interesting at all. Yeah, this guy could have won, that guy could have won. Big deal. Yeah. This, this you kind of dive into a little bit more, you know, why, what, what, what's actually happening here. And, you know, you're supposed to go right with the, the greater impact is, is what kind of is more effective, right? But that only goes so far because it's like the only thing he did the whole round was Aaron's like almost knocked his head off, I felt like. 
like it, it seemed really hard when I watched it. Maybe it, it wasn't live. I don't know, or or uh, or or cage side, you know. But it looked it looked violent when I watched it, and I graded it so high that I just didn't think that Choi was able to. I mean, it was close, like really close to doing it, but I didn't quite think Choi was able to chip away at the lead to get it back. So this it's interesting because if Aaron's drops him and doesn't follow him to the ground, just stands up, makes him stand up. Now you can actually see what the true effect of it is. Sure. How badly is he hurt? And it is, then it t- is a little harder to see, right? So he's yeah. on the ground. He's still, he's holding on. He's, he's fighting. He ends up in a scramble. He ends up on top. You know, how badly was they, he hurt? Don't really know. Um, so that, that sounds kind of interesting. I, I thought in it was sense. very interesting. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, we ultimately ended up on the same side here. I could totally go the other way, but I, I, I went the way I did just as judges Mark Collette and Vilo Paolillo did. Ben Cartledge was the lone uh, out judge here, but yeah, that nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I got no issue here. Nothing wrong with that. We got two more rounds to do. And sir, I called this one. This finally is me hitting the contested round we're like most likely to be talking about. JJ Aldrich getting it the round two TKO. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, getting the round two TKO over Liang Na, but we we're talking about it. I was still right. You You're technically take, you're right. I'm you not going to take it away. Take it from I me. won't take it you away. Stop. Yeah, but put an asterisk. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but we are talking about the one round that actually did get scored. So yeah, d- set it up. Set I mean, it up for everybody. Aldrich landed clean on the feet. She was snapping the head of uh, Liang back every time she landed. Uh, Liang was able to get the classic, you know, women's division headlock takedown. A couple times, but she never did anything with it. Aldrich was able to, you know, get on top with the third attempt for this takedown, almost around to the back. She landed a couple of shots from there. I think this round is pretty clear for Aldrich, and I think David Leatherby nailed it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this is an Aldrich round. This this should definitely be an Aldrich. I th- I think I think you can't really go very strongly the other way. I don't think it's the right score to go the other. Way. As as much as you're saying, you you know, pr- last week saying predicting this is going to be the fight that we talk about. Mm. It shouldn't be. You're right. It's for the so, wrong reasons. But I'm still right. So don't you take yeah, it from me, you jerk. Every time I call it, it's, a, was... it's a first round finish, which, by the way, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> for but, the most part. But this one, yeah. But this one, this one, uh, yeah, I still got it. It is mm-hmm. what it is. But yeah, I don't know. This shouldn't have been. You're right. This is, there's one way to score this round correctly, I think. Mm-hmm. And that is the way of David Leatherby. Judges Howie Booth. Uh, who is an Aussie judge, and Luke Hill, who I'm almost positive is an Aussie judge, they went the other way, and I, I can't really defend it very well. So what does that mean for Judge Leatherby? Couchside override. I don't think it's going to make it to the UK, man. It's huh? just, I, I, man, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's just not happening. They will send it in like a like a message in a bottle type of thing, see if it just floats over. It might. It's got a better chance than the, uh, the Postal Service. <laughs> Anything else on this fight? It seems like you have something else to say. Uh, I want to mention, you know, the Aldrich. I, I loved her finish. Oh, okay. I'm shocked I didn't put it. As We're my, not at the finish part. Yeah, I know, but I'm shocked I didn't put it as my favorite. Right. But save it. So we got other stuff it. to talk about right, first. Fine. You want to get the finishes? Do it later. Fine. Yeah. We got one more round. <laughs> Renya Nakamura got the a win over Fernie Garcia, thirty twenty seven two times and a thirty twenty six round one where we don't get too many 10-8s to start. Kind of sets that bar, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you And I was talking with another uh, official about this, the idea of this, that you if you put an 8 out there or you put a 7 out there, you kind of that's your bar. You got to mm? you got to get there. Yeah. 
or can you can you defend it you know if, if it goes on later so it, it, it can be an interesting thing like where where is the right time to pull it in round one because we talked we've talked about this before after the clacker mm-hmm. that's where you pull it <laughs> anyway round one uh, nakamura gets him down and immediately goes north south uh held him down there uh attacking north south choke and you know hunting an arm didn't really ever get close to a sub Maybe the north-south choke was briefly, you know, threatening. Uh, not much ground and pound until after, you know, the 10-second warning clacker goes off and he rains down some good elbows and punches. I think that's probably where it went over the threshold to the eight for, for one of the judges, but I, I'm just at a nine there. Yeah, I only had a nine. I think it's a, I think it's a very strong nine. So, like, again, that middle score. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't, there's no way you can score this for Garcia. No, definitely so not. You have, you have dominance. For a long portion of, of the round, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, almost the entire round. I was I would say the dominance then, is checked off and probably duration, but damage you, doesn't quite get there. You get the da- you mean you can maybe you got to make the case for the damage in that final few seconds. Now we are naming two Ds, so yeah. you know if it's defendable. It, it's it's criteria it's de- backed. It is it is criteria backed. So I am not going to sit here and say that Mark Collette couldn't pull an eight there. Mm-hmm. It's the way that we've been seeing it, especially out of North America. We've been seeing this as more of a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, the words are still on the page. No mm-hmm. one's changed them yet. It's not wrong. So, hey, Mark Collette's totally justified. We just, I guess, maybe we've been just saddened by the way that they do things here. And now we're on a nine. So it is a nine. The The only thing about this is I was kind of shocked that this was the eight in mm-hmm. the round. Because I thought round three had a bigger, you know, better case for it. Oh, okay. See, I didn't watch the the full fight. Um, I ended up just watching this round. Yeah, because round three of my notes, like, oh, we may be looking at an eight here. Because mm-hmm. uh, he did, it's almost a similar round. You had good ground and pound in a really strong arm bar attack. Okay. Uh, in that round. And it was basically the same, nothing from Garcia's side. Interesting. Interesting. So, it's, yeah, just, just a bit uh, strange there that okay. this round one was the eight and not three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, the nine was the majority score. One we gave mm-hmm. Vito Pelillo also had that, and so did Clemens Werner. And that uh, that is it for our contested rounds. Again, sorry to uh, the PFL officials and the PFL fans and everybody who was really looking forward to us talking about Sadabusi and Carlos Leal. We're not doing it. I'm sorry. We 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 gave you what we gave you. We can't. <laughs> talk, we can talk about the finishes. Like I mean, the finishes in general. You know, the PFL yeah. had five. Mm-hmm. Four by a KO or TKO. I think all of them were actually mm-hmm. TKO, if not mistaken. And one was a submission. Two fights ended in the first round. Over on UFC, we had seven finishes, all by a KO or TKO, and no subs. And five first round finishes. So, Dan, you already named one you like. Mm-hmm. Was that your favorite? Did you have another one? It wasn't my favorite, but my favorite was Max Holloway, you know, knocking out the zombie. Yeah. Just because the whole, th- I mean, even he, the guy got knocked out, you know, you don't want to wish any harm on him, but it's just a fitting way for him to walk away. It's it's really fitting that this this guy we really like to fight just yeah. just took like it's know, just, concussive brain damage. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's like you face planted the zombie. You finally took him out. He's gone. If I was to wish for one way for this this fighter <laughs> we like to watch go out. I want to see his brain get turned. He into wouldn't want to one go, more but time. Also in such an exciting. I know. Fashion. I'm, I'm teasing. Like, I'm teasing. I think he's. I think he, it's the way he wants to go yeah. out. I mean, on his shield, he chose. Look, he chose violence in round three. He walked out yes. there and said, "Kill or be killed. We're doing exactly. it." Exactly. You know, I. So I understand what you're saying. I'm just. I'm just giving you. I'm just. Uh, I'm breaking balls. Okay. I'm breaking balls. All right. Yeah. Busting chops. Busting chops. <laughs> Busting your balls. <laughs> 
So we can say balls, but we can't say other words. Like, yeah. Talk about basketballs so all you silly. want. What are you talking about? So silly. Yeah. I'm talking don't about basketball. Don't what even are you get me about? started on censoring curse words on television uh-huh. after a fist fight. Yeah. Like, what? what's going on? I think here? they stopped doing that, or at least on the feed that I watch. Not on ABC. Oh, well, it's ABC. Yeah. It's network television. It's a little different. The standards are different, man. It's it is just, what it is. It's so stupid. You don't even care what my favorite finishes are. You just want to talk about your own thing. I was just, I was thinking, go, what's your favorite finish? <laughs> I have two. And I think you'll appreciate I this. do appreciate them. Yeah. Junior Tafa and Waldo Cortez Acosta doing exactly what heavyweights are supposed to do, knocking out the other guy. And they did it in a combined less than five minutes. This was wonderful. It's the way it's supposed to happen it's, in heavyweight. It's great. However. Yes. Uh, the fighter that uh, Dresky or Brzezki, however you say Bresky, it, I think he uh, he should not have had to take that that last concussive knockout blow to the back of the head. <sighs> no, fate, no, and, he should not. I mean, that shot was blatantly illegal, but it was also a fight that should have ended before that. You, yeah, you got to. I think you got to jump in before. Not that, not that the shot. greatest stoppage at all. So, but I I have no problem with the fighter. I it, it happened, yeah. and I mean, oh look, he threw a strike that he shouldn't have either. I mean, it landed in a spot. The head was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. He threw that strike. He should not have thrown that strike. I'm glad it didn't cost him the fight mm-hmm. because the fight should have ended. Yeah. Which memory being what it is, and I've never, I don't think I've actually watched this fight again. But in my head, and I should watch it maybe this week even. In my head, John Jones was beating the crap out of Matt Hamill so much that that fight should have been stopped before he was disqualified. Yeah. I'm going to watch that again. In fact, I might watch it again right after we're done recording because it doesn't take that long. All right. Yeah. Let's watch it together. Let's watch Matt Hamill get beat up. Okay. All right. We got time. Um, But that's it for, for the past week, UFC and PFL. We finally only have one event to talk about this coming week, and that is UFC Paris. Headlined by Cyril Gunn against Sergei Spivak, whose name we can never agree on how to spell. First name and last name are, are spelled differently no matter where you go on the internet. Everywhere. Sometimes there's an H, sometimes there's a C. Yep. I think it, it has to do with uh, the translation of Cyrillic writing to uh, the, the alphabet we use over on this side of the world. I don't know. Language is fun. Or not. <laughs> but here's our heavyweight main event. Are you interested in this one? Uh, not really. Yeah, I didn't think so. <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I am. That's I, what it is. I think Cyril Gaon is interesting. Speedbox on a good run. All right. I think it could actually be a pretty decent fight for a heavyweight fight. It might be an okay fight. Because Spivak isn't like a plotting type of heavyweight either. Well, Gon's a good fighter. Gon obviously is much more athletic, I think. But um, I, I just I could see this actually being like an interesting fight for heavyweight in terms of like you won't see that many heavyweight fights that look like this one in, in a good way. I think. Okay. I'm hopeful. Well, let's end it in five minutes and I'll be happy. <laughs> that would also be good. <laughs> it is in France, like we said. So I'm going to say mostly UK, European judges, kind of like Singapore. Maybe, you know, no Aussies though. Um, there'll probably be like one or two local judges from France. That's typically how they've done it when they've gone to, to France. Mm. There will be like one or two locals that do get a little bit of experience. But they do lean, they tend to lean heavily on the the other UK and Euro judges that they bring in. I'm expecting solid judging. I don't think we're going to have another situation we where we got, we got to overrule two Aussies and be like, no, guys, that ain't right. <laughs> we typically have solid judging. We do. We do. But again, this was, this was, I think we have to add this round, by the way, to the list, the J.J. Aldrick and Lee Agna. Okay, we'll add it. Yeah, add it to the list. Um, Other fights I'm looking forward to. I know you're looking forward to the, these two. Men Alfero against... Rose Namajunas, we talked about that one ad nauseum. That one's a good one. Benoit Saint-Denis 
against Tiago Moises is a solid one you highlighted. Yep. And uh, and I threw this one on here too. It's the I listed as the opener at present. Fareed Basharat against uh, Clayson Rodriguez. Rodriguez, excuse me. I like that one. Bantamweight. Yeah, that, Good fight. You gotta love Bantamweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, one, it's probably the best men's division. I'm still on 55. Yeah, I, okay. I, I defend 55 still. All right. But, I mean, it's not like there's a wrong answer there. They're both great. And then my... And, oh, goodness. This is like almost Lock City. Most likely for contested rounds. Jocelyn Edwards against Nora Cornoli. I don't know if that's the name or not. But, I mean... When has a Jocelyn Edwards fight happened that we're not talking about on contested rounds? That's true. I want to. I want to see if I can find something that. And made... she's down at thirty-five for this fight. I should say. Okay. Because I think she was down up at forty-five for a little while, and now that they're they seem to be killing the uh, forty-five pound division like a hundred percent now. So mm-hmm. I don't uh, don't think we'll see much of that anymore. Let's name his weight. <laughs> Jocelyn Edwards is just mm-hmm. honestly all these women should just go to PFL and take the spot of Elena Kolesnik. It's not a bad idea. Just just. Go do that. You might win a million dollars. Yeah, all the 45 should just fight out their contract. You just have to be willing to try and not get your face punched in by Luis Pacheco. That's true. Which is not not a not a fun task. I don't. I do not want to get punched in the face by Luis. Is Pacheco gonna go back to 55? You think to do what? That up and coming girl that we saw, Michelle something from Australia, Montague. Montague. She yeah. looked good. She yeah, she fought she, very well in at PFL. She's a forty-five. Train, trains with oh shoot, I thought she was fifty-five. No, they, that no, was she forty-five. Was 45. Oh, okay, so that, they, was, that was featherweight. So she, but maybe she'll be in the tournament next year. I think they've. I think PFL has moved on from lightweight, except for if Kayla Harrison feels the need to do it. Okay, that's that's how I read the situation. Well, she should probably be on that pay-per-view card. The, isn't she the pay-per-view division with well, Jake Paul? Well, there's no Francis PFL. There's, there's no pay-per-view this year for PFL. Right, but I'm saying but they have a pay-per-view division. You do right. The pay-per-view right. super fight division, sir. TM. Yeah, Francis, Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. And Kayla. And Kayla Harrison, yep. Yeah. What about it? She'll probably fight on that. Michelle Montague? No. Oh. Kayla Harrison. Yes. Yeah. At some whenever they actually have this card. Yeah. Yeah. I feel <laughs> I feel like we're talking in circles. I I don't think anyone wants to hear this anymore. You said they were doing away with it. No, they're not they're not doing a pay per view this year. I know they're not doing a pay per view this year, but you said the division. Who's on you first? You said they've given up the <laughs> they said they'd given up the fifty five division. What's on second? I don't know who's on third. It's a great routine. It's great. I have a. My, I read the book to my kids. They made okay. a. They made a kids book version. Mm-hmm. Of, it's the same thing. I just perform it like uh like Abbott and Costello. Yeah. They love it. It's actually, I haven't done it in a while. I'm gonna do it soon. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right, that does it. We'll be back to talk about Paris next Monday. Thanks for tolerating us. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you had fun. We'll catch you uh, after another great week. Thanks for listening.